And welcome back to the Pin for Pin podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Atkinson, and today we're here with the head coach of Grace College's bowling team, Coach Pettit. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. So how did you get into the sport of bowling? So for me, I started bowling when I was in high school, so a little bit behind the ball there, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I did it honestly because my best friend was a really good bowler and we didn't have as much participation. And she was like, Ashley, can you join the team? You know, we can teach you, you know. And so that's really how it started. And then after that, I bowled every day, every summer that I was in college because my local bowling alley had like a program that I think you paid a certain amount up front and then you got, you know, free shoes and free games every day. So I had my own stuff, but either way. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I went to college. I went to Grace College myself and they did not have a bowling team when I was here. So we started a bowling club, just like true in the definition club. We just went to have fun and then graduated, went on with life. And then they were ready to add the club, the club sport of bowling at Grace. And I found myself back in this area and they called and it kind of worked from there. Wow. That's interesting, especially since you're able to bowl back at the college that you attended. I'm sure that's a great feeling to have. It really is. It, it had always been a dream of mine to come back to Grace College. Um, when I was here, I got my master's in higher education. And so I've been working at other colleges around the country. So it had always been a goal to come back. So it's, it definitely is neat to be here for bowling as well. So with not having any collegiate bowling experience in the fact that you weren't part of like a team competing at the higher level, why did you decide to come back and coach instead of just leaving it at college and then maybe bowling in leagues? So I guess I did forget to say that. I bowled in leagues when I was in college as well, which you're correct, is different than competitive as far as collegiate bowling. Um, For me, I, you know, the Lord brought me back to this area. And so it kind of just worked out a beautiful, like that, a beautiful moment of I was already in the area, you know, and they had called about the position and just, you know, asked if I was interested. And I said, of course, you know, like if we can make this work, of course. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a good feeling being back, like I said. So when you're working with this club, uh, when it's a difference between a club and a team, how are you balancing that difference in the distinction of, well, it's a club for now, but it's trying to become a team? Um, I would challenge the definition of team I suppose um because right now like we compete just like any varsity team um we just technically are called you know we're defined as a club team so I always refer to it as you know right now we're a club team we will be transitioning to full you know varsity per our school's definition um the only thing that we don't do is conference play so Honestly, it's pretty easy to balance. Um, The biggest thing to balance is, you know, that scholarship amount, you know, just different things like that, different expectations of people coming into the program, you know, trying to manage their own expectations of like, you know, this is where we're at right now. This is where we're going. Um, And last year was our first official year. So we're definitely in that somewhat of a transition as well of just kind of, you know, getting our feet wet, you know, just trying to see exactly we're going to manage it. Well, with managing uh, incoming freshmen's expectations, what has it been like recruiting-wise? Because during COVID, you know, all teams have had 
their fair share of issues and coaches had to get creative. So how have you been creative recruiting during COVID? For sure. I would say, yeah, props to every coach out there because this is, it's definitely been a challenging year, obviously for everybody, but especially recruiting too. Um, I would say just, I've just been trying to like, you know, show up when I can, obviously a lot of places, at least in the Midwest as well, you know, you're physically not allowed to be in the bowling alley. And so that's been interesting, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary, I would say, you know, same phone calls, you know, emails, get in contact. And like I said, I think I was much more eager to go the distance for someone if I knew that I could see them in person. And I guess it kind of really shows you how much we rely on that for recruiting that face-to-face interaction. Right. Because, uh, this happened on the recruit side of things, but they go and they want to take a college visit, but some NCAA rules say they can't, just depending on the division. Right. But they try and really want to go to a school, but then they get on campus after they committed and all that type of stuff, and then they just don't know why they got here. Maybe it's the campus. Maybe it's not what they thought they were. But if they had gotten that chance to meet with them in person, maybe it would have been different. So I completely understand your reasoning of wanting to meet kids in person. Yeah. And I think with any type of connection in general, whether it's professor to student, you know, mentor to student, coach to student or player, I always tell my recruits and my bowlers, you know, I want this to be a good fit for them just as, just as much as it is for me. And so the best way I think for them to kind of feel our program out is just to talk in person with either me or some of our current bowlers. And, you know, everything on paper only only shows so much, you know what I mean? And so I just think it's of the utmost importance that they're finding that good fit. And I know at Grace, when I came back in the fall, it was like in the heat of COVID, you know. And so campus looked completely different than what I had remembered it. And that was so hard to talk to some of my freshmen. You know, I, you kind of have to be, you know, honest with them. And be like, look, it's normally not like this, you know, like if you can hold out like please do, you know, and, and even some of my upperclassmen would said the same thing, like, oh, this is not normal, you know, don't give up, like, the grace that you want to be at is still here, you know, and, and right. so it's just, you got to get creative with that, I would say. Right, just uh, for the time being, but this isn't how it is on the regular. Right, and some people, you know, if it doesn't work for them, it doesn't work, and you obviously have to adjust to that and understand and almost anticipate it, too, Um so definitely part of it. Right. But if they agree with what you're trying to do with the program, like you said, last year was your first official year. So you're building a program, making it how you want it to be, building it up and looking to take it to that next level. So if some recruit, let's say 190 average bowls, and they have a few tour titles what would your recruitment philosophy, your recruitment pitch be to them? I would say I, you know, something unique about Grace is that we're so small that like everything seems very intimate and very intentional. And I would say that's a huge draw. You know, some people really like a huge school. You know, my family, they went to big schools, totally has its place, right? But in some ways, they kind of felt like just a number. And at Grace, like that doesn't happen. And so I would really kind of try and push that as well as, you know, highlighting our program and getting to know this, this bowler you're speaking of hypothetically here, 
you know, what are they looking for? You know, what do they want out of a program? How do they want to be poured into? What does that look like? And, you know, that's the question I ask when I do recruiting events um, around the Midwest as well. I ask a lot of these people and some of them, you know, they're 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. They don't know. You know, I ask them, what are you looking for in a team? And they kind of look at me with like a deer in the headlights. They're like, oh, I've never been asked that before. I was like, okay, well, that's okay. But think about it. Because again, this has to be an equally beneficial relationship. Um, So I would say for that 190 bowler, I would really, I would ask them and try and, you know, get to connect them some of their passions with what Grace already has. And, you know, that's essentially what you do with recruiting, right? Right. (laughs) Trying to piece them in. And sometimes, you know, I've been in recruiting where we have a, a very strong relationship with a school near us that they have a better program in one of our aspects, but obviously you don't want to admit that recruiting, but I did. I was like, Hey, you know, a lot of what you're telling me, you know, I think you'd be, you should check out this school because they have an amazing bowling program as well. You know, and, and it's, sometimes it can get doggy dog, I suppose, but I don't, I don't run my business that way. I don't run my relationships that way. I'm very much like I fully support students going into higher ed and bowling. And if, even if it's not at my school, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's uh, commendable of you because, well, one, I know we're all competitive. We all want to get the best recruits and have everyone come to our programs. But what I love about the sport of bowling is like, yes, we're competitors and we bowl in lanes and everyone wants to win. But we also want the best fit for the people coming up we want to grow the sport of bowling and so that's just one of the things that i really like about some so many college coaches that they're like hey if you're looking for this my program doesn't have this but i know somewhere where it does and you can excel at that program right and that's what i've seen too in recruiting even in some of my own bowlers you know you just, it's, it's all about managing those expectations because some people come in and they're like, it's going to be, you know, a, a full NAIA ready to go. You know, all these like big, big, big things that we obviously have goals to work toward, but we're just building, you know, and some people, of course, you understand that like they're ready for that. They want to do that. And this might not be the program for them. And so that is kind of, I guess, sad when they realize that, but you can't even be mad about it because it's like, we understand, you know, if, if, there are other teams, other schools that can fit your needs and you will like it more by all means go, you know, follow where you need to go. But yeah. And I try and be very honest when I'm recruiting, you know, we are a new program, but I I really highlight the benefits of that rather than like, okay, we are building, you know, like we're getting there, you know, we're figuring things out, but also we have a lot of freedom right now to kind of make it our own, make it how we want. You know, I, I do have some co-captains that I, I give some autonomy a little bit as a, a, just a, very fluid relationship between the two of us of just like, okay, what do you see? You know, let's talk. And some, some teams aren't, aren't set up for that. I would say then, you know, the, the bigger you get, the more advanced you get, sometimes it's just not appropriate. And I think in our level, I really, like I said, I want it to be beneficial for both parties. And so that's been helpful for me. Uh, well, one of the things that you can guarantee as a smaller program or a program that is, not just getting started, but trying to build a culture for yourselves and having that reputation, but also that you can guarantee them that they can bowl for you. Like, let's Absolutely. say one of these bigger programs, you might not bowl for one, two years, maybe even three years, depending on the program, but that will attract a lot of 
potential student athletes to come to your program? For sure. And sometimes we even get some people who might have wanted to play a different sport, but maybe didn't get the most, I guess, recruitment from that, but they were interested in bowling. Like right now we're okay to kind of try it out, see what they think, see how they do. And and I completely agree about the culture argument there or the um, comment there because that's important to me. You know, we are new, you know, I came in in September, so I didn't really get a chance to recruit for that season. Um, so we definitely took who was on campus and who wanted to bowl and who had experience and we made it what it was. But something I always tell them is, you know, we might not win right now, but we're never going to be disrespectful. We're never going to be, you know, upset about that. Like you right. can obviously care, of course, but we're not going to be known for that. We're going to be known for our sportsmanship and how we treat people, whether it's the lady at the snack bar, the bus driver, you know, your coach, me even, you know, all of those things matter. And I, I always instill that in my students, um, that you represent yourself, Grace and me at all points in this, you know, endeavor. And so it's just super important because, yeah, but as well, like you were saying, I completely agree as well about like when I'm recruiting, I make the decisions on who bowls, right? Like I'm the head coach. Right. Obviously I have different factors, but I can tell them with full certainty that you can bowl for me, you know? And, and there's something in that that's kind of attractive, I would say to someone looking at a school like, oh, I could go here and actually have a chance, you know, and, and not be a number or not have to stress out so, so, so much. Now my ladies team, we do have a plethora of people, which is great, a good problem to have. So there will be a little bit of, you know, determining who's going to be that varsity squad. But, you know, it's it's not as, I guess, competitive as some other schools right now, which is helpful for some, I would say. Well, I wouldn't say that's a problem, but that's a good situation to have. Yeah, have absolutely. More talent. And so you can pick and choose and, hey, maybe you may not be varsity now, but you may be next year or you can even – have a JV squad that mm-hmm. goes to those tournaments. There's plenty of fantastic schools that have a varsity and junior varsity team. Yeah, that's something we did get approval for that. So last year we didn't have enough to have both, but this year, at least for the ladies, you know, have asked. So I was like, if we're okay to like let them compete as JV, let's do it. And they're like, absolutely go for it. So I would say for me, like my team, they're not going to be like held to that. Um, you know, one week you might bowl varsity, the next week you might bowl JV. It just, it'll just depend on kind of how they're doing, and you kind of got to read the room, right, and figure out what you want to do, but for sure. But uh, one of the things that was also expressed to me as a recruit was it might just determine, it might just be determined by the oil pattern. Let's just mm-hmm. say someone's better at cheetah than someone else. Well, then if the oil pattern's cheetah, they're going to put that other person in just because they're better on that oil pattern. So it's not right. because, you know, they're a better bowler than you. It's just that in this certain aspect or this specific tournament, that's what the team needs. And all in all, it's what the team needs to do to win. Absolutely. And that's something, you know, our teams have discussed as well. You know, like we're here for the team and what does that look like? And, you know, obviously they have to trust my decision making or at, at the very least, at least respect it. Right. And, right. you know, they're not on that level to where they're not the ones making the decision. And so sometimes they might not understand. And, and like you were saying, you know, if, if I know that Sally Joe, big name here or whatever, Sally Joe can bowl better on that pattern, I'm going to put Sally Joe in there. 
you know, and it might make Brittany mad because she's usually my starter, you know, like, but it's just one of those things like you have to trust your own decision making and, you know, stand firm behind your decisions. And you, cause obviously, and like, that's what I tell them too, is like, I will always have the team's best interest in mind. You know, it's never vindictive. It's never, you know, but, but also too, everything is considered when it comes into the team. So, you know, your attitude, how do you act when you get corrected or how do you act when you're given, you know, suggestions or, you know, how do you act with your other- Well, I know you guys are a new program, but one of the things that's going around the bowling world right now is strength training. So are you planning to incorporate that into your team's practice regimen or are you going to wait for to do that at a later date? Um, I think right now we are really on the level of like, we are just trying to cover basics and, you know, some of my bowlers are a little bit more advanced, so we can start incorporating that. But I think as a whole, I really am just going to focus on just the techniques and just fundamentals, honestly. So then we can kind of make sure we're all on the same page, at least about those bits and then really work on trying to, yeah, like you said, incorporate the strength training in there. Well, that's fine. Like, I have found that some teams do it, some teams don't do it, but most of the teams that do do it are programs that have either been around for a while or more well-known programs. And so just because they don't do it now doesn't mean, like, you're a bad bowler. I didn't even know that college teams did strength training until recently, a couple months ago. And so it's just this new thing. And so I thought maybe to ask about that, if you hadn't thought about that, it would be a great suggestion for you to have. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. We'll we'll wrap up with this. We talked about if a recruit was trying to come to Grace and what your coaching philosophy was and how they'd fit in the team. But what is like the main thing if a recruit was sitting right across from you that you would want them to know about you as the coach or about the program? I would say the main thing I would want a recruit to know about me is I'm a very committed person. And so for me, it's like I'm committing to you as my recruit. And that includes areas on our team, obviously, but also in school. So, you know, some of my recruits, they talk about their classes with me with me they talk about you know future planning you know whatever it may be and and that's my promise to them is you know I will support you no matter what you know no matter if you're on my team or not you know because things do take you away from that or you know whatever whatever but I'm definitely committed I would want them to know that you know I'm here to help in any possible way and if I don't know an answer I'm going to get it for them and I would say about our program and our school just that I'm a very like I'm a very big fan of like transformational leadership. And so that's more of my leadership philosophy that, you know, let's, let's see where you are. Let's see your goals. And like, let me help you get to them, you know, and grace is a place that does that as well in the classroom, out of the classroom. They really value those, those connections, those relationships that you build. And it's also kind of what you make it too, just like with any college experience, it's what you make it. And so grace is set up for those experiences that, that really make it, worthwhile for you and those relationships and I think on my team as well we definitely focus on those too well I definitely appreciate you coming on to everyone out there listening Grace College is going to be on the up and up you'll be hearing about it 
in the coming months. It's not going to take years. It's going to take months with this program. But that's all we have for this episode. So I'll leave you all with this. The levels of success are good, better, best. So never let it rest till you're better than the best. See you all next week. Thank you.